Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzik, our ideal Limud Misas Sharm. We are up to day number 128 in our Limud as we continue through chapter 23, learning about the ways to acquire Anava. Previously on Hachzik, we wrapped up the first of four contemplations that the Ramchal recommends we focus on in order to bring about Anava in ourselves. And by today, we're going through the second, third, and fourth recommendations, uh, recommended contemplations from the Rachel in order to bring about another for us. And that will be our entire lesson for today. Viter, the second area that we should, we should contemplate that would bring about another is the fact how unpredictable the consequences of, of time and life are. And there's, so, there's such variety in the way life goes for different people, as we see. Someone that's rich, very easy, can become poor like that. Someone that's a ruler, can become a servant. And someone that's honored, can become disgraced. We know it takes a lot to build up a lot of credit and honor, but it takes a second to, to lose it all and be disgraced. Now, if one can so easily fall into a situation, just like that, a situation that, at this moment where he's in a, a high, you know, more healthy place, he would look at that and be like, oh, that's disgraceful. But it can mamish turn into that place and, and get, be in that matzav in a moment. How can he be proud at this moment? I'm so, I'm so rich. I'm so chashev. If he knows that in a moment he could lose it, there's no room for anava around that. There's no room for gaiva with that. You know, you know it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not assured that you, this will last and you'll have this forever. Why would you be pompous about it and arrogant about it? How many possible sicknesses and diseases can come to a person? And then it will require him to plead with his own mouth. For anyone, someone that can help him even a little bit. How many terrible tragedies, misfortunes, sorrows can come to a person? That they have to go and entreat and beg for many people. Same people that in the past he would have been disdained to even say hello to. So that they, maybe, even this person that he considered disgraceful, could be his savior and help him out. We see this in daily occurrence. These things that we see are, are sufficient to remove from a person's heart any sort of pride, and to clothe him in another humility and loneliness. So that's number two. Second area of contemplation is thinking about how what you have today could be gone tomorrow. Don't have gaiva on something that is not guaranteed for you forever, which is nothing. Third area of contemplation, number three, when someone thinks deeply, contemplates how much he's obligated towards Hashem, we discussed in previous lessons. What would you possibly pay back Hashem for? We owe him so much. We're so obligated to him for all these things. And the extent to which we've been neglecting it, our obligations to Hashem. And even the things that we do, we don't do it full wholeheartedly. We're relaxed in what we do. Certainly the person will be embarrassed and not be arrogant. When they realize this, they'll be humiliated and they're not going to have a, a haughty heart. Like we see in Yirmiya, I have indeed heard Ephraim moaning in repentance. Ephraim referring to Kalaisro. Like, Ephraim is referred to as Kalaisro. 
Um, because, why is it? Because, note here in the article, bottom it says, because 10 of the 12 tribes of Kali Israel had lived in the northern kingdom, which was led originally by Ephraimite kings. So that's why Kali Israel is referred to as Ephraim. I never knew that. I learned that today. I love that niggin, though. So now I'll, I'll appreciate it even more. Shemoshamati Ephraim is noted. I have heard, indeed, I've heard Ephraim moaning in, in, in Shuvah and repentance, saying what? For after my return, I regretted. After I did Shuvah, I regretted. And after becoming aware of my sinfulness, I slapped my thigh in anguish. I was ashamed and also humiliated for I bore the disgrace of my youth. So we see contemplation about how much we owe Hashem, how much we're not living up to our obligations that we should be serving Hashem with. It just brings about a sh- being ashamed, shame and embarrassment. So it's clearly no room for, for gaiva there. And it, it, it certainly will help us towards our goal of achieving anava. And the fourth and final contemplation that the Remchal will bring, which will end this section, and above all, okay, so again, the Remchal is ending off on a high note Saying this is this one stands out among the rest. Consistently contemplate, think about the limitations, the frailty, the weakness of human intellect. And it's many imperfections, mistakes, fallacies, corruption. Every person in a given moment is always closer. Consistent, is constantly closer to make, messing up and making a mistake, they're thinking, versus true knowledge, thinking something truth. So therefore, we should always be afraid of this danger of making mistakes. We should seek to learn from everyone, consistently, constantly. And constantly listen to the advice of others, because maybe we're going to mess up and fall by relying on ourselves entirely and saying, I don't need any help, I'm going to figure this out myself. Who is a wise person? Someone who learns from all, from everyone. So to be seen Mishlei, The wise man heeds counsel. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust your own intellect thinking that, oh yeah, my brain is enough to figure all this out. You need to rely on other people. You need to realize how frail and imperfect human intellect is. At the very least, certainly we need help from others. And, he, and the Chal doesn't really speak this out, but even more so, relative to, to the, the Chachmas Hashem, Hashem created the world, that itself would create, I imagine, great feelings of anava and loneliness in ourselves. But even outside of that, just purely for this, we're weak, we're deficient in our intellect, we need other people. That's enough. That's enough to, to instill anava in a person. And, and like, we discussed this in the past, this idea, just ending with this note, just to, to elaborate a little bit more. Learning from others means what? To learn from others. I think I, I told you the story of when I was when I was working and I had a lot of anxiety about having to ask questions to my coworkers to learn more. If I didn't, then I basically just told you the abridged version of that story. Questioning others for help, asking others for help is basically recognizing I, I can't do this myself. I am deficient. I'm not enough. I don't know enough. I don't have what I need to succeed in the thing I'm looking to succeed in. I need someone else. That itself already is very clearly, it's a person very clearly showing and, and accepting the fact I, I I can't do this on my own. I need help. I am reliant on others. I am imperfect. I am deficient. I have gaps. I have needs that can only be filled by the help of others. So this is a very, very powerful idea. And the Rechal is ending on this, thinking about how, how limited we are. And, and he's talking about specifically our intellect. It, it applies also to, to beyond that also, our, 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 our physical ability, anything else. But specifically our intellect, which is obviously the seat of our, our most, most important and noble feature of a person is, is their intellect. And even in there, 
it's we're, we're so imperfect the, the, the finite mind is so is so so deficient so Levi was to contemplate all these things so to run through them one more time again number one was the Mishnah in Avos of Akavya ben Mahalal to think about where you came from where you're headed and at the end of her life in front of Hashem number one number two as we started today is how things can change like a second like that so anything that you think maybe I have reason to be prideful of or arrogant for today wealth success in any area it can be gone in a second so if you think about that enough you realize how could I ever be have pride and arrogant about this thing that I could lose in a second the third thing is thinking about how much we owe Hashem and ob- obligations towards Hashem. How we, uh, Hashem does so much for us and we're obligated so much to them, all the mitzvahs and everything to, to work on and what is Hashem and how deficient are we? How Even the things we do do, how much they're lacking and deficient they are and how lax we are in, in, across the board. Thinking about that itself will for sure bring about shame and embarrassment in a, in a good way that brings about anava and a lack of, of pride. And finally here, thinking about how frail and deficient and weak the human intellect is to the point where we recognize we must, we must get help from others in order for us to achieve anything in life, really. Anything of substance, for sure. So through these contemplations, I wish you to think about these deeply, to spend at least 60 seconds on each of these, at least once, as homework for these lessons, to bring about in ourselves real, really just push out any sort of gaiva, pride, arrogance. You, the, if you live with these chapters, there's no room for gaiva. There's no room. The problem is we read these chapters, then we move on. We need to keep coming back to this. This is very important. This, this contemplation is not, again, a one-time thing. We need to constantly remind ourselves, take time to be misboning. Set aside time. We talk about talk about misboning a lot in previous lessons. The idea of just going out, finding a quiet place to yourself where no one goes, and just just think about these things. Contemplate this. Kind of these things, these contemplations should engender within us true, true, true anava, deep, deep anava, and remove from within us any sort of pride, arrogance, or gaiva. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.